Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear Nasal Spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean, not just rinse, your nose. Clear Nasal Spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi there, mindful listeners. Thank you so much once again for spending part of your day with us and tuning in. It's such, wow, these times, and it's just so good to be with you here and to have this guest that I have for you. His name is Ralph Havens. He is a medical intuitive, a healer, a teacher, a coach, and so much more that he's going to tell you about. But today we're going to dive into getting to the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual blocks to healing, a subject that I love because I know that you are probably well-versed in how I talk about my system of medicine, right? Naturopathic medicine. So pretty much the thing that keeps me driven in any clinical or any sort of like life, I guess, process is that I think the body has an innate ability to heal itself. And we're always looking for then, okay, then, well, if something's going on, where are obstacles to cure? And they could be physical, they could be mental, they could be emotional, and they could be spiritual. And we got somebody that's going to help us with that. Ralph, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Holly. I'm super excited to be here. And I, I resonate so much with your with your message. Um, I started as a physical therapist, and I know you started as a, um, a pharmacist. And so it's interesting how we um, found this more holistic way of looking at, at healing. So um, I'm excited to be here. Thank okay, you. Okay, I got to correct you. My parents were pharmacists. I was a. Oh, that's right. That's right. You were. A I nurse. was a nurse. nurse. That's right. Yeah. I I knew that. I was. I got it all jumbled. That's up. okay. No, no, no. But I appreciate you doing your homework. Um, yes, but very interesting. I know. You know, and I think you just throughout life you get pulled to what is going to help your heart sing, and um, and you are definitely in your groove. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about yourself, and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself because. You know, I love that people send me their bios, but I think you have such a deep, rich experience in how you ended up with the work that you're doing now. And of course, we're going to get into that. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, um, as a little kid, I was always um, looking, like reading the New Testament and like this Jesus guy and healing. And like, for some reason, that was one of my things. And and I was always asking questions as if I knew what the answers meant. Like, oh, you have a pain. What does it hurt you at night? Does it hurt you during the day? Does it get worse with this? And I had no idea um, what the answers meant, but I always kind of went like that. And um, and but when I was um, going through school, I decided I didn't want to go through be a medical doctor because I thought my life would end because I I was a runner and I just wanted to run 70, 80, 90, 100 miles or more a week. And I loved running. I loved competing. But um, one of the things that it did for me, I had a, a severe anxiety problem and a really weird problem where my hands and feet would just sweat and my body, my whole body could just break out in a sweat in an instant. And I was just always under stress, whether there was something that seemed stressful in my environment or not. 
and and so running helped calm it down somewhat. And um, and so I think what happened, I, I started off as a physical therapist because I thought, well, I can do that. It looks like I can run and still do that job. But um, as I started getting into it, I started to be around more and more people that were doing stuff that didn't seem scientific, but um, but they were getting better results than me. And it led me down this path of um, testing and then retesting what was going on with people and then figuring out like if I did this or did that, did it change for people? And so um, so it led me into an interesting way towards um, all sorts of medical intuitive healers and um, teachers and coaches and and ways and um, and then into the mindful, the, um, the, the, the spirit and mind kind of thing, the subconscious. So, um, and, it, and I got rid of my anxiety, my sweaty hands. And, and at first I was like scared to tell people about it because I, that I had had it because I didn't want it to come back. I was like, oh, I just don't want it to come back. But um, as it was gone, I, I realized, man, this is, um, this is cool. So now I get to help people with all sorts of chronic um, autoimmune conditions and anxiety conditions and just stuff. Yeah. You know, you mentioned um, autoimmune disease. And so anxiety, obviously, that's uh, something that people, I think, especially these days um, in our pandemic uh, society, uh, that has turned up quite a bit. But autoimmunity, in my clinical experience, has been on the rise in the last decade. So th- that that work is amazing. And, and definitely, we want to hear more about that. But you call yourself a soul actualized therapist. <laughs> so to get started with, what does that mean to you? Well, I, I think I need to change all those words, because it was too much about me. And um, yeah, I just was trying to come up with like, what am I doing? Who is, who's looking for me? What can I help people with? And for me, it's I think, the 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 driving thing underneath all of it is to um to figure out uh, I don't know who I am what's who's God <laughs> like how what what's the what's real here um, that self realization thing and so I'm not saying I'm awakened or enlightened but I think I'm on that path and um and so it seems like people that find me they they come with health concerns and anxiety concerns but they also just know that they're not living the kind of life they want to live. One of the, um, somebody recently told me it's like the idea of hell is like um, standing there for eternity with the version of yourself standing next to you of what you could have been and not having gone for it. And so for some reason, these um, challenges, autoimmune conditions, chronic conditions, pain conditions, anxiety conditions, what I found is it's an actual door. That is the door. The obstacle really is the way to um to what you truly want, and so that's been my um, my thing to to um see how that's not just an obstacle, but the actual next step, the gift, the um the door, and I don't know. It's I think it's what my soul's supposed to be doing. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Well, yeah, that's that's super. Um, that is super, 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 super. So talk to me about the work that you actually do with people. Because um, you, your title includes s- sort of many roles, as you said. So physical therapy, chiropractic, naturopathic, integrative manual therapy, cranial sacral, matrix energy. Um, so how do they differ and how do they intersect with when how you're working with people? And what kind of outcomes then are you getting? So yeah, that's good. Um, good question. I um, The overlying thing and it fits with the way you you see the world too i think is that when i see somebody with a chronic problem some kind of um pain or condition their body's doing the best it can do 
and what I what I find is they're they're protecting themselves from something, and the protection could be a physical thing like um, like for me at one point it was fluoride that I had to figure out and that solved a big bone pain problem and a depression problem. Um, it could be something like gluten. It could be EMFs. It could be something they're protecting themselves like that. Um, it could be a mental emotional pain. Like um, I had a client that um, she wouldn't first session she wouldn't let me touch her foot and um, and there was a giant cushion of resistance air anybody could have felt this like oh do not touch her foot and um, and then I asked her so what was what happened in that car wreck back you know 20 30 years ago and she almost lost her foot and there was lots of botched surgeries so there was lots of anguish around that and we did a, a, a she was protecting herself but once we cleared that. Um, in that same session, I could touch her foot, and her foot, who used to um, used to pop out, and she would fall two or three times a day. It never did it after that. So it wasn't like I healed that. It was just that we went right to what her body was protecting her from—a mental, emotional thing—and um, and she cleared it. There's a way to clear it, and then she no longer needed that protection. So that's the overreaching thing, and the part. And so all these different therapies have led me. There all seem to be this idea that there's a bit of information that's the thing. And so like in homeopathy, you know, it's like treats like, there's a bit of information that um, when you touch it, it, it's truly like a spiritual, that spiritual promise by the time you've asked, I've answered. So it's kind of like you've got an iPad with a bunch of um, icons right there and you, you touch that, that perfect um, little app and it starts a whole process and it, it, it does its thing. And by the time you've touched it, it's already starting a whole thing. It's like the whole software is getting updated and, and um, it's not like you have to do anything. So what I found is the less I do and the more I notice and um, just notice that bit of information. Is it a mental, physical, uh, mental, emotional thing? Is it a big spiritual pain? Like I had a lady that um, came to see me with chronic neck and head and back pain after a car wreck of a few years before and nothing had helped. And when I scanned her, I saw deep grief, very deep grief and sadness in her lungs. And I didn't tell her about it, but we did the, the ways to, um, to clear it. And she was able, her headaches were going away, her neck was getting better, her, and it was not a lot of treatment. Four sessions is what she ended up having. But she asked me what I was doing, and I, I told her what we were finding. And, um, and then she told me what had happened. And it was really severe, really a lot of loss of family members in really violent ways. And it, so it made sense, but I didn't go to try to fix it by consoling her or trying to make her feel okay about it or to change anything. We just went to the information and it was physically in her lungs. Once it was expressed, um, experienced, um, shifted, and it, this wasn't on a conscious level, she no longer needed to protect it. And um, then after her last session, she asked, uh, she said, you know, I think the reason I had a car wreck was to come get this work done and, and clear it. And six months later, I emailed her to just see, like, how are you doing, you know? Because she was she had come to see me in town, but she lived a, a, a state away. And, um, and she goes, no, it's good. It's been good ever since. And we're thinking of leaving the country and moving to a different place. And so, um, so that's, you know, finding the information, like why, what, it's like you, you would say, like, why is it there? What, what's, what's the information? What are they protecting them from? And, um, and then once you touch it, it can it can unravel and sometimes there's things to do in the physical world too but um but a lot of times you just touch it and it, it it starts to shift but it's not it's not always a conscious thing although you can get epiphanies and ideas of what it meant um 
So it's, it's that, that's the, the model with all this stuff, matrix energetics and integrated manual therapy. There's some um, information that's there and it's a hierarchy. So the body will protect um, like a, a muscle a little bit, but it'll protect a heart a lot more, a physical heart. And um, like um, it'll protect a, a sadness in a heart at a very high level. So, um, so that's the key. Yeah, that's great. You know, I've always been taught that we heal from the top down and the inside out. And so a lot of the time our consciousness or subconsciousness or unconsciousness will keep things, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, and it, it, I would say trapped or, or as you say, protected. And I think that um, it is our bodies basically working on our behalf. You know, it's kind of like somebody who sees something, um, let's say during a blood draw or feels something that just doesn't seem normal, like a needle going into your arm and they have what's called a vasovagal reaction, right? It's like the body's My like, wife does that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the body's going, um, yeah, this is a little bit too much for me to handle, so I'm gonna shut down right now, right? Um, she, she passes out. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a, a compensatory mechanism in the body, you know, and that's where I think about sometimes symptoms in general, you know, um, let's say you're anxious and your heart rate goes up. Well, yeah, because you're anxious and your body doesn't understand that there's not a bear chasing you, that you might have some trapped subconscious, unconscious things that um, are creating this particular incident in whatever stimulus is happening. I was driving um, simply to get some gym equipment, right? So hard to come by these days, uh, home gym equipment. And I had to take four, five different freeways to get there and back. And it was like literally only 20 minutes away. Welcome to Los Angeles. And I feel like people have lost their <laughs> minds when it comes to driving, or I don't know why they are in such a hurry, but I had so much anxiety just being on the road. Um, and, you know, I think that I'll just say this. I think that we are distracted driving because of people are on their phones. There's no doubt about it. But speed kills. And I just, people were weaving in and out. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And my anxiety was through the roof. And and how did I know? I actually had to put my fingers up to my neck and feel my pulse because I was just like, holy crap, what the heck is going on? Wow. But it was my body sort of responding yeah. to that sense of anxiety. So I totally get it, these blocks that we're seeing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about anxiety and because I know your, your work with autoimmune, you know, and I, I always think it's, it's fascinating with autoimmunity because it's like, huh, why did the body, you know, the, the body's innate immune system decide to actually attack itself? And that's such a great question in and of itself when it comes to an autoimmune condition. Of course, yeah. there's environmental components and a lot of other things we need to look at. But with anxiety, how has this changed with our current sort of political unrest we've been seeing and as well the COVID-19 um, pandemic? Yeah, I think there is something really big going on. And Zach Bush puts it so well, Dr. Zach Bush. I think there really is a global reset. And it's crazy to think what, what people are doing, the way they're, for, you know, whatever you believe. Um, and I can give a, 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 anyway, I'll just say it. Um, you know, everybody's masking up and everybody's social distancing. And well, not everybody. These rules <laughs> I will have to say so not everybody. No, not everybody. Yeah. Yeah, not everybody. Not not me. Yeah, not me. But um you're right. Not everybody. There's in fact there's a lot that aren't. But but um but there's a giant charge on it and I think there's a a reset going where it's kind of like maybe as a whole 
group, a whole um, humanity, we're being um, put right in front of that door, that obstacle, and there's less and less um, wiggle room to get away from that door. The door looks like a giant obstacle, terrible, terrible stuff. Whatever side of um, that equation you think you're on, like, you know, is it COVID dangerous or is it not? Is it a scam? Is it like part of a vaccine mandate thing? Whatever you think, um, it seems like we're being put right in front of it. And and so um, so when it, anxiety is like, you know, we try so hard to get away from it. We'll, we'll do things that might be seem like I'm good, like I'm going to run a lot. I'm going to eat better food. I'm going to put myself around healthy people. I'm not going to listen to the news um, or I'm going to take heroin. I'm going to drink a lot. I'm going to just binge on Netflix. I'm going to um, just, um, you know, hole up in my house. There's some might seem positive, some might seem negative, but all of them, whether it's meditation or regular meditation or um, heroin or running, they all can be used to get away from that door, that obstacle that's causing all this anxiety. And, um, and what I think is happening is we're getting less and less wiggle room to get away from it. And as a humanity, as a, as a group of people, I think there's this opportunity to actually go into the door and, and then let it find that information that it's really about, that you're really protecting yourself from. Everybody may have a different version of what they're protecting themselves from, but, um, but then there's a way to, to, um, to touch it, to, and not on a conscious level, but to touch it in a deep subconscious level. And by um, touching it, noticing it, notices the key word, it will unravel. And then, um, and then when it unravels, all these thoughts and beliefs and programs and stuff from the past, some of you may never know what they were, can go away in an instant. And it, what, in my experiences, then you know it's gone because you think of the problem and it doesn't have that charge inside your body anymore. So I think what, what's going on is, is possibly a, um, a just you gotta, we have to start, you know, there's an opportunity for a lot of people to like, you can't run away from it anymore. You know, I so this isn't this is incredible to me. I mean, and and folks, here we have it. Uh, this is Ralph Havens. He's got a truly unique way of looking at healing. You know, and I know a lot of people for autoimmune diseases will come and see people like me, right? Just wanting to go a little bit deeper into root cause. Or if you have anxiety, you might see a very talented, you know, bright uh, therapist or analyst or what have you. Um, but this it seems like the work that you're doing, you know, as far as like the medical intuitive, uh, you know, mindset meditation, qigong. The, the coaching that you get a little bit deeper um, and, and allow the release to happen. And I kind of want to say it's almost passive for the patient, right? I mean, it's not like talk therapy or you're not having to take 7,000 supplements, you know, just to, to heal the gut. And although all of that stuff is important, let me tell you, or, you know, to drive down those antibodies and stuff yeah, that this is a little is. bit more um, passive. It's almost like, you know, I have really tight hamstrings and yes, I could, lie on the floor and I do and I you know I push up on a, on a stretch band and I, I try to do everything to mobilize but sometimes just sitting <laughs> on my um, uh, shiatsu pillow and allow that you know I'm just sitting there I'm not doing much <laughs> not hurting myself but it's it's definitely helping so and you know if I'm you know taking in a program or writing in a chart or something I'll just do that passive thing that helps helps my sort of condition so it sounds like more that this is that it's getting in deeper and folks might not even know what's going on, but there's outcomes. Yeah, and there's there's a way to um, for me to help somebody um, like to not it's, I put it in quotation marks to quote unquote do it because it's sort of like doing it, but it not not exactly. Um, but there's also a way to show somebody of uh, how to use this this way 
of stillness and and um and noticing. Noticing is the key. So it's it 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 is doing as little as um you know I think all those things supplements and and diet and getting away from toxins and um, the environment you're in is so important, really important. If you look, yeah, I, I do use all those kind of things, but um, but then there's also this way of like um, it's it's it can look real passive, but it's a very um, focused noticing, and and then um, a fixity of attention on um, this information. Sometimes it can happen very quickly, and um, and other times it's like a bit of a process where there's a way to sit with it. And then let it be um, be done. It's kind of like when my little boy Baden was born. Great delivery, great everything. And he came out and he was crying for about ten minutes, lots and lots of crying. And my wife was like, Jen said, um, "Look, he's telling us the story. He's telling us what happened." And you could just see it. He was telling us like about being um, um, in in this dark space, and then compression, and then this light, and then smells, and all this. You could just see it. And then he stopped, and then he was done, and then he latched on. And it's kind of like that. If we go and we notice, um, we so we wouldn't want to stop him from crying. We just sit with him, and and then he's he's done, and then he doesn't have to say that anymore. And it's kind of like that. You go um, notice this information, and you just sit with it, kind of like a um, a play-by-play announcer in a football game. You're just noticing the play-by-play as it unravels in front of you, and your consciousness, your attention on it seems to be the magic X ingredient, you know? That's excellent. Well, Ralph, I really appreciate your work, your 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 journey to find your um, where your soul sings and, and sharing it and spreading it with the rest of the world. And folks, you can find more about um, Ralph at his website, which is Ralph Havens. That's uh, H-A-V-E-N-S dot com. All right, mindful listeners, thank you so much. Take care. We are going to see you next time. Thanks for being here, Ralph. Thank you, Dr. Holly. I really appreciate it.